Hello, 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 and welcome again to another of my podcast episodes. You're now tuned in to WDGS 333 on your podcast station. Oh my, oh my, oh my, oh my, this morning we're going into part three of did somebody see something to make you sad or make you mad. We're really examining the power. I want to emphasize that word, power. Let me say it one more time. Power of the spoken words. You will be amazed how the spoken words, the spoken words that come out of our mouths have done so much damage throughout this entire universe. I mean the complete universe, the power of not being able to tame my tongues. And oftentimes, you know, I truly believe that the reason that there is so much perplexity in taming our tongue is because there's so much perplexity in processing our spirit. And because we don't know how to process our spirit, we get taken away with our feelings. And when our feelings get involved, oh, I know y'all know my cliché. Just because you feel a thing don't make it right. And see, once our feelings get involved, and the only reason our feelings cannot process things in a more amicable way, a more knowledgeable way, a more wise way, because I believe that our spirits, oh God, I ask you to help me today. Our spirits are out of alignment. We have no substance in our spirit to know how to process things in a more mature light. Oh, God, help me today. You know, I remember back in the old school days, the old folks used to say, they didn't want us to have a baby until we grew up. And they used to have this little cliche about babies raising babies. And I used to just think, why why don't people use sometimes those cliches? But the more we keep living, as my grandmother used to say, just keep living. You know, you begin to mature in your spirit. And then the revelation from some of those many, many, what people call kitchen wives tales, begin to take root with a different, more enlightening understanding. You know, I want to say this to you all this morning as we give thanks to the good Lord for another new day, a day that we have not seen before, people. There are so many things that can happen to us in the course of a day. It's just so, to me, so much more important to guard my spirit in the day. You know, the the better we can guard our spirit, the more we can be anchored in how we process what we feel. And if we process better how we feel, we can process better words. Oh, I hope somebody got that. That come out of our mouth, that roll around up in our heads. Well, we always try to dissect things and make it seem like it's just a dire end. You know, I remember one time a young lady called me. This been maybe about five, six, seven years ago. And she was so distraught because she had went to the nail salon. And when she was there, she had them to arch her eyebrows. And she called me afterwards because she was just in a tantrum. You know, she was still there at the location and she just was going in this tantrum and she refused to pay because she said that the people had not made them precisely, exactly like she specified. And one was a little off-centered from the other one. So as she was going on and ranting and raving and, and, and sharing with me how this made her feel, you know, I'm sitting here trying to think how to keep my mouth under subjection. So finally, you know, because she was repetitively going on and on, I finally said to her, I said, they can grow back. 
And immediately they took offense to my words because they tried to guilt me into not perceiving or comprehending or understanding how they were feeling. Because they went on to say, well, you don't understand how I feel. You don't understand. See, this is why sometimes people think, I can't talk to you because you don't have no empathy. And I'm thinking like, wow, I'm thinking this. But I let them just kind of air out a little bit more. I said, well, all I said is they can grow back. So they said, but it take a long time for mine to grow. But see, me and my analytical mind, I'm thinking this. First of all, when God created us, eyebrows was only a certain length. See, this is how my analytical mind think. He never gave us eyebrows to grow like the hair on our head. Okay. And my thought is this. It surely is not that serious. Now, if you called me and said they punch you in your eye and you lost your eye. Oh, come on, somebody. Or, 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 or tell me about something that can't grow back, even if it takes a little more time. Like people who need a heart transplant, people who need a liver, people who need a kidney. This stuff can't grow back, people. And you got to go on a list and wait for it. See, this is where my thought process went to. And I just don't want to entertain the minute stuff. Especially for me to come under attack. <laughs> because I don't choose to engage in something. It's, it's, it's really not that serious. It's just like a person who may break a fingernail. And they, and they go on and on. But listen. Call me. If, if, if you lost your finger. See now then I'm going to get on the page of empathy with you. And I'm going to begin to pray. Because I know that has to be something because that's a permanency. That's a permanent. See, people, this is what has happened in society. All this stuff that's so temporary, we carry on like it's the end of the world. It's not a permanent thing. It was not a permanent fixture. Oh, God help me today. Those fingernails we pay for are not permanent. If we break one, okay, you break it. Hopefully, it just don't break in the wrong place because you may not be able to grow your own nail back. But all those are free will choices. It's a free will choice to even get your eyebrows arched. See, we, we want to make these adjustments to the exterior of who we are. And we want them to be so perfected, but all on the inside. Oh, God, our spirits are so unsettled that we just come all out of our mouth with anything without taking the time to process. Before I get too far off track, let me get into the scripture. And the reason I got to, I want to give you some scripture because I share this. I share this. I got to share this part about me coming before you even on my podcast. Listen, I encourage you wholeheartedly. When you are provided the scriptures in the footnote, or if you should elect to rewind and listen to the scriptures and seek them and search them for yourself. You know, I am not here to boost myself. I am not here except for one purpose and one purpose only. That is because of my father's business. Not my business. My father in heaven business. This, I am here as God business. And the reason I have to share that and say that is because what God has placed in me, I know and you know, there is a need for people to be enlightened. There is a need for people to be enlightened. Because so many times we've got stuck on traditions of how we do things and how we say things. And a lot of times I know when it comes to me, if I give people what does say the Lord, that's why the title of my ministry is what did God say? It's not about what I'm free to say. I think, I think one of the most disservice that we can do to ourselves is live in this world without an open mind that we cannot be taught. See, I am constantly being taught 
I may not be taught by my next door neighbor or people in my immediate circle or my family or friends, but I am always seeking information as well as revelation. And I definitely make time for meditation. So that means most of everything that I know come from me being open for somebody to teach me. I've never been so stuck that I could not be taught by somebody. Now it could be from the encyclopedia. It could be from even social media. But when we have a closed mind that we should pick and choose who has the ability or availability to teach us. See, sometimes when people sleep, I'm being taught. But I've gotten to a place in my life There's no greater teaching, excuse me, than the word of God. Because this is where I am in life. I'm seeking the kingdom. And in order to seek the kingdom, then it's imperative for me to know what the kingdom is all about. And the kingdom is God. So it's it's important for me to know the word of God. Because in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. Now we all can be armed with information. So we can know what we know. But the information does not become effective in our lives until we do what we know. And especially what we know to do right. Amen. Amen. So therefore, if people, a lot of times I'm challenged in that arena. But I'm giving it to you from the scripture. And God gave me this because of some years and years ago, you know, people used to say to me, oh, can't nobody tell you nothing? Are you always trying to tell somebody something? So I prayed about it. And God said, okay, well, you give it to them from my word. And if they have a problem after that, that's between them and God. That's between them and God. You did your part. So this morning, I want to really emphasize, and we may end up running this thing into another part because... The power of the words are so powerful, people. They're so powerful. You know, when Jesus was on his journey, Jesus said some things like yesterday. I want to reiterate that scripture because I didn't give it to you from the exact scripture. But I want to give it to you this morning. It's Matthew chapter 5 and 44. And that's when I said how... Through, down through my living, my living, that a lot of times when I got connected in, in the denomination of Pentecostal, you know, people would say, if a person, they would say these, they would quote these phrases or say prayers to bring a negativity over people. That's why I, 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 I really have a... A, a, a perplexity about anybody praying for me because some people don't know how to pray. They really don't. And it's not with they think negative intent. They really do believe I think what they're saying is with good intent. And they mean well in they in they thoughts for a person, but nevertheless, we have to reach a place of maturity, people. To understand the power of the spoken word. And so if the word of God says in Matthew chapter 5, 44. It says, but I say unto you, love your enemies. Mm. How many people are really taught to do that? How many people are really taught and say, well, don't hate your enemy. Love your enemy. See, people, I'm just trying to get you all into the word of God to understand the power of your words. When you say to somebody, well, I don't care what them my enemies, I hate them, I want, I, I just hate them. See, just then, in that quick statement, you have actually went against the word of God. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then the scripture goes on to say, but bless them that curse you. 
Bless them that curse you. This is what I was trying to encourage people yesterday. The Bible didn't say speak evil against those that speak evil against you. Because in one in one Bible, it actually says that it don't use the word curse them, curse you. It said bless them that speak evil against you. So if somebody speak evil against you, the Bible does not encourage us. Now listen, people, I'm just telling you, this was Jesus teaching. Oh, God, help me today. He didn't say speak evil back to their lives. He said in his word, bless them that speak evil against you. Not return evil words back over them. Then it goes on to say, do good to them that hate you. Mm. How many people practice that? And then it says, pray for them who despitefully use you and persecute you. You know, I was talking to someone not long ago, and they were just saying to me that <clears throat> they something happened. Excuse me. <clears throat> My throat feeling a little dry. They said something happened to them, and they just feel like the person used them. And I said, do you believe that you slow, void of understanding and comprehension? I asked them the question. They said, oh, no. I said, okay, well, nobody used you. You cannot be used, people, if you do something of a free will choice in a conscious mind of consciousness. So many times, this is what I mean, we allow words to process in our head that's not really actual or factual. So you gave what you gave. If you don't look for something in return like the Bible encourages us to do, guess what? Nobody use you. Because whatever we do to be a blessing, people, we need to get this word right. God will turn around and bless you in return. Oh, God, I actually helped me this morning. And the reason when I was thinking about Jesus, you know, when he was saying this, he said to love your enemies, bless them that say wrong things against you, and do good to them that hate you, and pray for them who despitefully use you and even persecute you. Mm. So those basic words, love, bless, do good, pray. Them the words we're supposed to exercise. Love. Bless them. Do good to them. Pray for them. Those are the words we should be exercising, people. That's why I say everybody can't... I, I don't ask everybody to pray for me. Because some people, they may pray. I remember reading this book, and I'm going to say this right quick, and I'm going to get back to this scripture. This lady, I read this book, this lady, this, 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 this lady, she, she, this pastor and his wife, you know, they open a store and, and the store didn't take off doing too good. And anyway, uh, they went before the congregation and they, and they asked the people because they put so much time and energy in this store and they, 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 they gave a lot of hours investing in this business. So they went before the congregation and then they began to ask the congregation to pray for them that their business would flourish. So one of the ladies after the service in the book I was reading, she said, oh, well, pastor, well, you know what? I had been praying because y'all spent too much time away from the church. So I was praying, oh, God, help me today, that that God would just close those businesses and the doors wouldn't open and blah, blah, blah. So y'all can have more time to come back to the church. And so the response of the pastor in the book, he said, well, why would you pray that? See, she thought she was praying in a good way to bring them back to the church. But see, the pastor said to her, he said, well, why didn't you just pray that God bless us with so much business that we don't need to be open longer than nine to five, for example, or just we could be open part time. Why didn't you just pray for God to bless our business with enough money that we could do both? This is all I'm saying, people. And this is the part where my perplexity come in when people feel they cannot be taught. 
This is true. When I just quoted to you what the Bible says, it didn't say return evil to somebody to speak over them. It said even when somebody curse you and say all wrong evil against you, it said to bless them and do good to them. Now, you can't bless somebody and do good by somebody if you turn around and send some some negative words that came out of somebody else's mouth back to them. Mm. The Bible says, the Bible says in Philippians 2 and 5, it said, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. See, a lot of times, this is how I'm telling you, this is the measuring stick. This is the measuring stick that a lot of people will buck up against. If the mind of Christ that already instructed us by the handwriting of Paul or the mind of Christ, because that was Paul who wrote in Philippians. But in Matthew 5 and 44, that was Jesus himself that was instructing people how to have a mind like him. So we have this mind of Christ. And we say we got this mind of Christ. See, then we shouldn't be wrestling against a tradition over the truth from the word of God. Oh, God, help me today. Mm. My God. But see, that's a spirit in itself. And it is not of God. And I can, and I can enlighten you through another text from the Bible. I like to read to you. From James, the book of James. James is a good book. It's near the back of the Bible, near Revelations. For all of those who not frequently in the Bible, take yourself to James chapter 1. It says, my brethren, I want to start at chapter 1, verse 2. And I want to read to you to the point where the Spirit releases me. It won't take long. Just bear with me. I promise you this is going to enlighten your spirit. Now what you take and do with it, that's between you and God. But this will enlighten your spirit. It says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. And we'll get into dissecting a few things later. It said, but knowing this, that the trying of your faith is the work patience. See, a lot of times when people feel that they attempted to say something wrong in retaliation back to somebody else, really these words a lot of times come to work with patience. See, we need to have that patience to say, okay, God, let me put a mirror to my face. But instead of having patience and say, well, Lord, let me meditate on what was said. Let me think about this thing. But no, 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 no. When a person feels that somebody has spoke unjustly and if, and if, and if they mind start thinking, oh, they talking about me. You know, I said that's one of the biggest next measurement. Well, that should be the first measurement of whether or not you need to be still and examine what was said. If you got offended, oh, God, help me today. If you got offended, the first thing I say what people need to do, the first action or practice is to consider if what was said was true. And I'm not talking about my truth. I'm talking about God's truth. See, the first thing to examine about words is truth. Is there any truth to it? That's why I encourage people. You know, I I, I believe in everybody honoring their pastor and and, 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 and listening to their leaders. But even, even people in leadership, see, sometimes they don't want to receive it now. But if it don't line up, line upon line, precept upon precept, according to the word of God, sometimes it, they have a hard time trying to process they was not right. Oh, God, help me today. But the first thing I feel people should examine about any words before they get all upset and before they start trying to throw off on somebody and, and, and feel like somebody did something or said something wrong is to examine the truth of what was said. Examine it. Investigate. And and, 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 and and I try to go on with this, what God said. So if the truth, ask God, Google it. He'll give you a scripture. If you don't believe what I'm saying, Google the truth to help you. And when you get the truth, see, if you don't choose to receive the truth, oh, my God. 
that's out of back again. That's between you and God. But let me go on. But let patience have her perfect work. That ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. See, a lot of us want stuff. And we're not in that peaceful place. And I'm talking about peace within and peace without and peace all around you. Because we don't have that perfect patience. So we're always in a want. And a wanting. And the Bible goes on to say, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. That gives to all men, literally. That means freely. See, you don't even need to... Tell God you need to make an appointment or how much money I need to bring or is it a copay? If you really, people listen, you don't even need to be offended, envy, jealous of anybody who you recognize that may operate in wisdom. But I'm going to tell you something about having wisdom. It comes with a price. The more wisdom you have, the more accountability you are required to walk in. Mm. And see, some people don't want to make that walk. They just want to be able to speak words of wisdom and talk. But it comes with a higher penalty. The wiser you are, the more you know, the more you're accountable to do better and be better. Moving on to verse 6, it says, but, But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavered is like a wave of the sea. Driven with the wind and tossed. If you ask for wisdom, don't be wavering when God give it to you. Don't say, oh, I want it, and then you start having to endure. Then you say, oh, no, I don't want it. Let the brother of low degree rejoice in that he is exalted, but the rich in that he is made low. Because as the flower of the grass, he shall pass away. All of us going to leave him. For the sun is no sooner risen with the burning heat, but is withered the grass and the flower falleth, and the grace of the fashion of his parishes. So also shall the rich fade away in their ways. Even when people idolize, listen, even rich people, and we can seek and desire to be rich, but it's something that the rich and the poor definitely have in common. We're going to leave here. I'm just saying. They are not exempt from not leaving this earth. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to him that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempted he any man. But every man is tempted when he is driven away of his own lust. And entice that lust. That's that ego. And I had to bring that in. That's why I be saying people. I'm not impressed. And I'm not going to apologize. Because I'm not impressed. About anything that somebody else have. Or the God gifted ability. That somebody has. Because I know it's only for building up the kingdom of God. And I'm not impressed with tangible things because just like I just read, the rich man going to die just like a poor man. Why should I envy a rich person? All, everything that we have, people, is, 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 is on borrowed. It is not permanent. And that's why I have my little phrase, it's not the end of the world. Sometimes we carry on like this stuff down here on earth is a permanent fixture in our lives. <laughs> Sooner or later, we will depart from it. It's only good for us to enjoy in the moment. That's why sometimes it's just good to stay in the day. Stay in the day. Stay in the moment. Enjoy what you have before you today. Because truly, tomorrow is truly not promised. Amen. Amen. But I want to get on down with this about the mouth. The Bible said in verse 15... James chapter 1 verse 15 it said then when lust has conceived it bringeth forth sin and sin when it is finished bringeth forth death do not error my brethren every good gift and every perfect gift is from above oh I hope somebody got that every good gift and every perfect gift is from above mmm But so many times we get caught up in thinking every good gift and every perfect gift is from earth. 
Oh, I hope somebody got that. That's why I sit now and I say that I'm in a more peaceful place than I've ever been before because I have tapped into understanding, being more kingdom-minded, and knowing that all my good gifts, which are the good fruits in my spirit, that's the best gift for me. Not a car, because no matter whether I drive a 1922 plucker or a 2020 Equinox, guess what? If I need to go around the corner to the store <laughs> and it runs, the 19, the 1820 car, it going to still take me where I need to go. And this is where my mind is. My mind is in the kingdom. My mind is in the right spirit of truth. The Bible says we can only worship God in spirit and in truth. Therefore, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Because see, there's a lot of people riding around in nice rides and living in lavish houses. But they're wounded, they're damaged, they're hurt, and they're sad. Until we tap into that good gift from above. And the Bible said it coming down from the father of light. With whom there is no variables. Neither shadow of turning. See we won't won't get caught up in this stuff people. I'm telling you people. Of his will. Let me skip down to verse 19. Wherefore my beloved brethren. Let every man be swift to hear. Now let me back up and don't skip 18. Verse 18 says, Of him, of his own will, beget he us with the word of truth. I just said that. The first thing we should examine about any words, are they true? Now I just read it to you from the Bible. Of his own will, Beget he us with the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Mm. Let every man be, then the verse come, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. I gave you that yesterday. And it said, Wherefore, now we're getting on into the mouth. Wherefore, lay aside, lay apart all filthiness and superfility of naughtiness and receive with meekness. See, this is what people got to, to pray. Receive with meekness the ungrafted word. But people don't want to get meek. They don't want to be meek for the truth. People want to beat their chest and say, well, I, I got this position bigger than you, so who are you to tell me? Mm. This is a lot of the mindset. Not everybody. Some people can receive in the meekness, the engrafted word, the Bible said, which is able to save your soul. How bad do you want your soul to be saved? Because according to the word of God, If we're not able to receive that truth, he says in his word, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. If you are a hearer and not a doer only, the Bible says you are deceiving your own self. And this is what I say to people. Listen, I'm not falling out with anybody about what they do and what they say. The only thing that 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 that, that comes to my mind about life where is a possibility of me having a, a fallout or 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 a retaliate I wouldn't even call it a retaliation or defense. Let me use that word. A defense is if it's for life preservation. Now if I feel threatened I'm, I'm going to do what I need to do to protect me to the best of my ability. And I give I can give you some scriptures on that. But I'm, I'm pursuing peace. 
And I get down in the scripture and tell you, see, this is why it's important. Even when we pursuing peace, we be careful for what we speak out of our mouths. And especially again, when we get real angry. But it goes on in verse 23. It said, for if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself. Mm. So if a person don't want to do when the Bible said we should love, bless, and pray. Well, if a person don't want to do that, and this is what Jesus said, and then they say that, let this mind be in you that's in Christ Jesus, and they want the mind of Christ, and they don't want to do it. Okay, that lie back again. That between them and God. It said, for he beholdeth himself and goeth his way. His way. And straightway forgetteth what manner of man he is. See, we can talk these scriptures all day. But if we're not willing to go and humble ourselves in a meekness to just see the word of God for itself, not our freedom, but the word of God for itself, and examine ourselves and say, okay, Lord, well, enlighten me. This is how I do me. I said, Lord, enlighten me through your word. And then it, it was just the reading, just the plainest day. And this was some years ago, like I said, because, you know, my cousin had told me, well, I pray that you don't have no peace or contentment while you out there in your sin. But see, when I began to search the scripture, that was an error. But she learned it as a tradition following the, the denomination that she was fellowshipping with. And, and the thing is, well, I don't even really think she felt like she did no harm. But in actuality, all kind of stuff went wrong in my life and her children's life and her grandchildren. See, sometimes people don't be thinking about what they're saying. Because the Bible says to pursue peace, to shine our feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And instead of her words being, well, Lord, let our freedom pursue peace in you. Not to take away my peace. Don't let her have no peace. That ain't scripture. But I know she loved me and I know she meant well. Oh, God, help me today. But all I'm saying, people, even some of those old traditions that people have gotten so grafted and rooted and planted in, and they done watered it and watered it, and then turn around. Look at your children's life. Look at your children's lives and ask yourself, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Some of this stuff people were saying, and I had to tell my cousin, I said, that's why don't nothing be going right with me. You praying these kind of prayers for me? Oh, my God. Help me today, Lord. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his own, his own natural face in a glass. And skip the, I mean, go on down, I had read that. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he is. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer. Oh God, we accountable for what we hear now. But a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deeds. See, a lot of things we can turn around in our lives, people. A lot of things that we may have wrestled with for years and years and can't understand why this child acting like this. Why is this happening to me? A lot of times, all we need to do is look into the perfect law. Continue therein, being not a forgetful hero. We done all, it, all of us in the fellowship that are Bible readers, we done heard these words before. We done quoted sometime, let this mind be in us that's in Christ Jesus. Okay, well, since we quote that, well, Christ Jesus said, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Bless them. You cannot use the word bless and speak negativity. Bless is a positive word. Oh, God, help me today. Do good to them that hate you. 
pray for them who despitefully use you and persecute you. Don't be just a hearer, but a doer of the work of the word. This man shall be blessed in his deed. If any man among you seem to be religious, oh, did that word now? Well, people like to say, I ain't religious. Well, now I just read it out the Bible. See, we don't got that tradition. Somebody started just like somebody started with taking prayer out of school. Then somebody started saying, I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. Well, honey, it's a lot of spirits. It's some not so good spirits. It's some cardinal spirits. It's some spiritual wickedness. But we got on that bandwagon of tradition. I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. Well, here is written in the Bible. If any man among you seem to be religious. Now listen to this next part. And bridleth not his tongue. Mm. Now if you say you ain't. See, that's why I'm saying people. We don't spoke a lot of stuff even over ourselves. We should be saying we are religious. This in the Bible. Because we should know how to bridle our tongue. And this is what Paul was teaching. He said, if any man among you seem to be religious. And bridleth not his tongue. But deceiveth his own heart. This man's religion, oh God help me today, is vain. That means you 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 doing all you doing and, and it's in vain. That's just like planting a whole field of two hundred acres of of, of 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 vegetables or fruits and you don't reap none of them. It's just like going to waste. It's in vain. See, it's important that we stay true. To the word of God. And in verse 27. Mm, Lord help me today. Excuse me. It's a pure religion. <laughs> pure religion. And undefiled before God. And the father is this. See this is how I can tell you. If you religious. This is what the Bible said. To visit the fatherless. And widows in their affliction. And to keep himself unspotted from the world. And I think what ended up happening because a lot of people didn't want to be religious. They didn't want to they didn't want see they, 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 in order to be religious, the Bible said you got to first know how to bridle your tongue. And deceive and, and, and but deceive with his own heart. So when you 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 start not getting your heart right for your spirit to walk right which gonna make your mouth speak right and then you you omitting to do the things we should do visit the fatherless the people who who who, who don't have no daddies it's amazing why that scripture says the fatherless the fatherless these are people who children's don't have a dad and I think that's why my compassion is is with women single women Mothers, because their children are fatherless. And it said, and the widows. Now check that out. Widows are women without husbands. And their affliction. Isn't that something? Now this is what a religious person do. It's something about connecting with women that don't have a man there to help them to give them strength. It's something about the widows who don't have a husband. Oh God, help me today. Who not there to impart strength in their affliction. Because that's what affliction means. And what they're going through. That's not comfortable. That's not good. And to keep himself unspotted from the world. We're not supposed to be trying to be like. Oh God help me today. Let me move on. Because that's a whole nother tight teaching. But I gotta, I want to just share a little bit more. And then I'm going to bring this podcast to an end. From James. From James the third chapter. Verse 22. As I read. For if in many things. We offend all. In many things, we offend all. If we, we, we're not going to live in this world, people, where we won't be able to walk around and not offend. We, we all offend in some areas. It said, but if any man offend not in word, oh, help me today, God. The same is a perfect man. So when people say, I'm not perfect, I agree with them. They don't need to tell me because I read in the scripture how to be perfect. And that's when we can align our words. This is what pushes us into the perfection of a man. 
And the Bible said, and able also to bridle the whole body. If you can learn not offending words, you will be able to bridle the whole body. It said, behold, we can put a bit in the horse's mouth that they may obey us. And we turn about their whole body. See, it's things that go in your mouth. Listen, listen to me, people. Listen. I don't know if you know what a bridle is a bit in a horse's mouth. You can turn your whole body around. Your whole body by the words that come out of your mouth. You can turn your whole life around. He just gave an example how you can even turn a whole big old heavy horse with something that you just put in their mouth. He said, Behold, also the ship which thou that be so great. And, and just think about a big ship. And are driven by fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very little hem. Now just think of that. A big old ship that's driven in these winds can be turned around by that little thing that they that him that they turn that ship around with. It's it's amazing how our mouths, as small as it is, it can literally turn our lives around if we just use it in a more wholesome way, in a more godly way. If we use it more to talk about what God say. At verse 4, it said, Behold, uh, I mean, uh, verse 5, it said, Even so the tongue and I'm going to read this, 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 the rest of this, and I'm going to put this t- podcast to a close. So bear with me. I'm going to bless your spirit. It said, even so the tongue is a little member, but it can boast great things. Behold, how great a manner a little fire kindling. And the tongue is a fire. Now, I touched on that yesterday. Now, I'm reading it out the word today. A world of iniquity, so is the tongue among our members. Didn't I say that yesterday? Out of all the body parts on our body, the most damaging part is this little tongue, this little split in the middle of our face. Oh, God, help me today. People don't may not want to receive that, but I'm reading out the word. It said the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members. That it defileth the whole body. Oh God, I hope y'all got that. The whole body. See, I didn't give you scripture yesterday, but now I'm coming today to back it up. Because sometimes I get so in the routine of talking. And because I have already read the scriptures and studied the scriptures, I can actually have a, a natural conversation for a whole hour, but I may be have quoted in that hour of a natural conversation, maybe about 20 scriptures. Because that's how I try to pattern my conversation in alignment with the word of God. So if I'm telling you that that one little tongue, what I believe is in my belief, and this is my belief because I believe the word of God. It's, it's the most damaging member of our whole body. Now see, somebody may not agree with me if I just say it like that. But now I'm giving it to you out the scripture. James 3, verse 6. James chapter 3, verse 6. That it defileth the whole body and it sets on fire the course of nature. And it is set on fire of hell. Mm. Mm. Didn't I say that too? A lot of people going to leave here. Because they're going to give an account for what they say. People so stuck on, well, if I didn't do nothing to them, I didn't throw no rock in their car. I didn't I didn't bust the windows out their wall. You know, I, I didn't call nobody. But listen, listen. The Bible said we give account. And I gave you that scripture where to locate yesterday for every word. And not just every word. The Bible said whether it be good or bad. Then that's another scripture that say for every idle word. So those just useless words. Words that people say, and now they like to attach this thing like it's so, you know, endearing. You know, and, and, and so they just use some of those idle words. Don't call me your sugar pie, sweet and honey bun. That's idle words. Because I'm not none of that. 
If you can't connect with me and I can be your sister or I can be your friend, where do we get all these endearing words from? And they supposed to, I mean, if a person don't know you that personally. Now, if you know me on a personal basis, okay, fine. But a lot of people, that, that goes back to traditional habits. They get on a traditional habit that every woman is sugar pie honey bun. I got to tell y'all this right quick. Cause it's a guy I know, and he and he liked it, and I asked him to not do that, and then he said, "Oh, I can't help myself." That every time you talk, you sweetie, baby, sugar, I'm not none of that to you. So they said, "Well, you know, I it, it's just a habit. I can't help myself." I said, "Okay, well, if you can't help yourself," he said, "You know how some people, old people, they just talking everybody sugar sweet and honey pie." I said, mm-hmm. "I said, well, let me ask you this question, cause y'all like to, I like to do like like the mind of Christ, you know, Jesus. That's what he did. He asked people some questions when they had some some jacked up stuff used to come out their mouth." I said, "So then, since it's such a habit, do you make sure that when you run into me and you say, what's up, darling? What's up, honey? What's up, sugar?' And we couldn't do number laugh, right? They said, "Well, you got a point there." Okay, but you know, if even if it is, I guess you know when to check it. You know not to just let it loosely just fly when you talking to a man. Then I think it's on purpose that you do it when you talking to women. Oh, God, help me today. Let me let me keep moving in this scripture. <laughs> but the tongue, wait, 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 verse 7. It said, for every kind of beast. Listen to me. Listen to these words. For every kind of beast. We talking about in the world now. Every kind. And of, of, of every bird. And, and even of the serpents. And of the things in the sea is tamed. And has been tamed of mankind. Now check that out. We can tame snakes, elephants, giraffes, lions, tigers, and bears. Oh my. We can tame fish in our fish tanks. We can, the man tame creatures. Man tame creatures. Dogs, cats. But verse 8 said, but the tongue. Oh, God, help me today. Woo! <laughs> My God. It says, but the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. But who can tame the tongue? See, people, it's time to start praying and asking God to strengthen our spirits and our feelings that we become ever so mindful of how, what words come out of our mouth. But we have all these gifts and talents that we can tame creatures. I'm talking about vicious creatures. Lions and serpents and birds and tigers and bears, each thing could eat you up, vultures. But we have a problem with taming the tongue. Except can no can, can but the tongue can can no man tame? It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Therewith, excuse me, mm, therewith, bless we God. Even the Father, and therewith the same tongue that curse we men, which are made after the simulation of God, the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceeded blessings and curses. My brethren, I need y'all to get this. It said these things ought not to be. See, that's what I don't understand about people. When even though I, I listen, people, I am not exempt from getting angry. Believe that. But when I get angry, it's just certain things. If I told somebody I love them, my children, I don't care how angry I get. I'm not going to get so angry and wish somebody dead. I'm not going to get so angry and, and desire them, them to go through something hardship or to hurt or wound them in a way. I'm not going to get so angry to say this stuff to them. Because I used to think that's the cruelest thing a person could do when they get angry with somebody and say, I wish you were dead. Well, what's yourself dead? How you feel if somebody, how you want, how you want to wish that on somebody? But you want to live. Oh, God, help me today. I think that's some of the cruelest words that can come out of somebody's mouth. Because yet you want life. 
but you don't want somebody else to have the same as you. I don't think that we should really speak anything over anybody that we don't want to be spoken over us. If we don't want somebody to say them same words and mean them to us. And if I say I love somebody, it's certain words I'm telling you, I'm just not going to say to them. I'm going to let them know I'm angry. And I know everybody don't articulate themselves the same way. Because in order to do certain things in a certain way, you have to be armed with knowledge. That's why I go back to seeking the word of God. I examine people, encourage people, I mean, to read Proverbs. Proverbs will tell you a lot about your mouth as well. But it say, do it a fountain. Bring sin forth in the same place, sweet water and bitter. See, you can't tell me these sweet words that you love me. And just because I do one thing to make you angry, you're going to turn around and tell me you hate me? Or you wish me dead? Oh, mm -mm, I don't understand that. How do a fountain bring forth at the same place if you ain't got but one speaker on this fountain? It going to bring sweet water or bitter. It said, can the feed tree, my brother, and bear olive berries, either vine feed? So can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh water. You got to make a choice. Even when you angry, you still shouldn't say hurting and damaging words to somebody. Special words that's detrimental. It said, who is a wise man? Then we go back to that word. And endureth with knowledge. We go back to that. And knowledge to me is knowing and doing. Because to know is the root word of knowledge. Just because you know it, if you're not doing it, it's not effective. Nobody can tell me that a doctor is licensed to do heart surgery if he have not put in the experience. That's why doctors and many people in positions, especially in the medical field, they call internship. Out of, they've been to college seven or eight years, some of them 10 or more, to gain all this that they know. Listen to me, people, what they know. But the knowledge of what they know is never going to be certified, oh my God, until they do internship. You have to put it in practice. Unless it's just knowing information from a textbook. But they have to put it in practice. And that's what we have to do with the word of God. To have knowledge of the word of God, it said with knowledge among you, we have to read this word, study this word, and put it into practice. Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. But if ye have bitter, envy, and strife in your heart, mm, the Bible said, Don't glory. Don't glory. It said, Glory not and lie not against the truth. We back to that word. This wisdom descendeth not from above but it's earthly sensual and devilish so listen to what I said I'm going to quote this and I'm to the end but if ye have bitter envying and strife in your heart if you envy somebody if you bitter cause somebody seem like they somebody recognized them more than you the bible done already said and then if you going to call strife even in your own heart. Don't you didn't even say what other people. God looking at your heart. God know if you envy. God know if you bitter. God know if you a strifle in your heart. The Bible said on glory. That's why some people, some things I listen to. That's why sometimes Facebook, I have to turn it off and stay off. It's, too, it's so much vain glory. The Bible said, and lie not against the truth. Because the truth is, the truth is, you you will show out of a good conversation your works with meekness of wisdom. It said this wisdom don't descend it from heaven. See, it's a lot of people, you can be wise carnally because you'll be wise in your own eyes. The Bible said that wisdom don't descend from above. 
but it's earthly. It's sensual and devilish. Oh, God, help me today. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above, listen, this is how we use our mouths now. We on this subject.